Do you think Luca could act? No. I maybe. He can <laughs> act like he can act I like don't. a Laker when he's a free agent. <laughs> Y'all gotta get it together. I'm getting better and better. Cause once I get started, it ain't no stopping stacking this broccoli cheddar. I'm stepping on Oh, back again. Back again. It's so much more fun when the Clippers lose. Like if we were coming in here and the Clippers are down 3-0, do you know how much more fun this would be? This is deflating right now, Zach. We were hoping, <laughs> and everybody's giving me shit like, oh, you're a former Clippers fan. As you know, LeBron trumps everything. I don't care. I made a video in like 2018, 19, whenever the fuck he came to the Lakers, denounced my Clipperdom, Lakers for life, yes, LeBron James, Donald Sterling, Stockholm Syndrome. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, you can't do that. Fight me. Pull up. Tell Willie them. Hill. Nice neighborhood. I'm next I'm next to a gated community with some of your NBA's legends. I'm not quite there yet. My bag is not sufficient enough. But let me know. Give me a fair warning so I can stretch. Work in progress. Uh, okay. uh, very quickly, shout out to Andrew Taylor. I'm sure he'll tap in here soon. Uh, well, I think we'll get to this when we get to the trace section. But this is Out of Pocket presented by Taste of Chicago. This was a great night of basketball. Yeah, Jason Tatum going off for 50 in a win over the Nets. Trey Young and the Hawks regain command against the Nets or against the Knicks and the Clippers. Uh, you know, took care of business, whatever. We definitely want to hear what you have to say. And our favorite comment of the night will receive free Taste of Chicago item uh, from tonight. Uh, the, the featured item tonight, apologies. The featured item tonight is two deep dish pizzas from Lou Malnati's, which are delicious. And I've gone through those twice now. So they keep sending them and I keep uh, eating all of them. Drop the best comments. Talk your shit about the mustache. Talk your shit about, you know, it, it, there's no Clipper sense in here. Zach, I have right? to say something. Yeah, I have to say something. I have to apologize to the folks that taste Chicago, Lou Malnati's. Now, you know, for weeks, I've been asking for my fillets with the blue cheese, horseradish, and crusted topping. Yes. I'm pleased to announce that the, the fillets touched down. The pack touched down. My two fillets, my horseradish, blue cheese, mm. little butter joint I got to put on top. I, I read the directions. I'm going to cook it myself. They're in the fridge right now, defrosting. We did it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. So, taste Ladies Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Still waiting for my two lobster tails. I will say that. <laughs> so, almost forgot. You guys, you guys, almost. Oh, you pulled a fast one. Almost forgot my lobster tails. I am still waiting for the the little Reese's peanut butter pie thing. I don't even know what it was. It looked delicious. Yes, I'm trying to lose weight. Thank you, Warriors fans. Secure Motivation. The Allow me to bully you now in return. Make the playoffs. <laughs> if we're talking playoffs, Zach. Yeah. So, so you got packed up the other day. I just want to bring it up really quick. Not 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 for embarrassment or anything like that. But you got packed up by like a huge Warriors fan base and. I'm just finding myself, Warriors fans, you're concerning yourself with playoff discussions, things that do not concern you. Pelicans fans as well. Zion got to make the playoffs. I don't want to hear about roster, whatever. Because LeBron was supposed to win a championship with that roster. No, I, I couldn't figure out. So for those that didn't see, I, I, I got packed up, but I was packing shit to move. All right. So yeah. I'm laying While in you're my new apartment, laying on my, in my new apartment on the hardwood floor, trying to figure out the internet. I, I have a glass of wine with me. I, Shoot off a spicy little tweet saying John Morant should have gone first overall in his draft. He should have. But all of a sudden, I check it an hour later, nothing's happened. All right, nothing's happened. Go back to it while I'm on the phone with Spectrum for an hour and a half. It's now I'm getting dunked on left and right. I couldn't figure out where it got picked up from. And now it makes sense that it was better fucking Warriors fans that got a hold of it. But yeah. it is what it is. It I shouldn't have deleted it because history is going to prove I was right. But you They're know lingering, what? They're lingering. We can we can you know enjoy both men. That's all good. So the army of the dead, they're lingering. They're they're coming. They're coming to Winterfell, <laughs> but we're ready. But we're ready for First you guys. <laughs> <part three. laughs> Zach, we had 
So again, we're not going to get into the conversation yet. We're just waiting patiently. Yeah. But Rayford Young the third, you might know him better as Trey. Shout out to Rayford Jr., the legend. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Trey's dad, just just search his name, Rayford Young. Played at Texas Tech. He gave Kansas like forty, doing everything Trey did. He looks honestly like a Trey. But Trey came back to the A after getting spat on. Yeah. And proceeded to sh- spit all over the Knicks. <laughs> the memes he's just a meme gift man he's awesome yeah i bro i feel for my knicks fans my like my friends in the knicks fans because like i really want them to kind of make something about this and i just think it's wild like it, this is why we need the knicks in the playoffs always because they just uh, the stakes have escalated with trey you know what i mean like can, they, can we get they threw a parade, get... Zach? They threw a parade after they won a game. It wasn't even the first game, but that's why I love Knicks fans. Honestly, they're they're exposing themselves, and I get it. They have no shame. Shout out to the kid, Merrill, the legend. I don't know if he's with us tonight. The man is busy. It's Memorial Day weekend, so I got to yeah. give it up. But Trey came back to the A. He told you, you know, after he he left Madison Square. See you in the A. Time to go back. You know, he he put he he looked like some Magic City wings, Zach. He was really honestly just ooh fire and desire. Giving the butt, throwing the A down. Peace <laughs> A down. Hey, can we get – I just want to shout out Andrew Taylor's tweet tonight, if we can get that one up. We ran it at the beginning of the show. I think Friend he's of the in program. here now. Friend of the program. Legend. This is a fantastic tweet. Twitter on the left, LinkedIn on the right, all, you know, business on the right, and then just cooking on the left. So, yeah, this Legend. is a great pick. I, I like, bro, there are not many guys that are headstrong enough to go toe-to-toe against the city of New York. Like – I think there's a good number of guys that could have drawn the ire of the city the way that Trey did, but there are not many guys that would go and back it up the way they did. One of the other few people that could do it is Luka Doncic, who's still going off. He he got betrayed by KP tonight. I mean, there are people in the chat. Not surprising. surprising. Someone sent a search party for the unicorn. I mean, no shows tonight. And they gave that, correct me if I'm wrong, they gave him a shitload of money. Uh, and I what? think every Nick, every Knicks fan out there is probably looking at the KP thing, sort of like, yeah, all right, like we knew that that was coming. But I don't like to slander individuals, Zach. But he's a, he's mm-hmm. an oversized Caucasian, so I'll make an exception. <laughs> Instead of the unicorn, we got to call him the punicorn. <laughs> bully, bully him, bully him to greatness. Bully. Yeah. We do not condone bullying in a traditional sense, but when it's KCP or guys, we need to get yes. Casey. If anybody has a K and a P in their name, and even a C in the middle, we have to bully you to greatness. Okay, we will will mm-hmm. you. Porzingis was at the club getting it in, a strip club, I believe, tipping nickels, probably, euros. <laughs> I wonder when Euro dudes, like, if Luca and, and Porzingis go to the strip club, are they paying with euros or are they giving dollars? Just Do they respect it. American courtesy? I want to know. Just making hail throwing change at the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Just nickels. But yeah. Clippers got one. We were, you know, like I said, we started the show. We were definitely in a, in a down mood. It feels it was really somber on, on mm. the party line before we started. Yeah. We, you know, when, when, when you have the Lakers and the Clippers win, that's like the Super Bowl. But honestly, that's – we're just going to get those jokes out. The memes hit. Yeah, I dropped I dropped a, a pro Clipper meme today. It didn't work. Like, nobody's rolling. No, I mean, it's going to – Zach, it's me. It's going to perform, of course. But yeah. not the magnitude that I – you know, I needed to like, woo. I need no. to get excited. It's, a, it's hard. You know, they, I bro, Clippers fans don't even want to watch this Clippers team. My, I have a friend, Davis. I don't want to throw him t- under the bus too hard. This is a lifelong Clipper fan. Text him, hey, yo, what do you think of this game tonight? Not watching. Happily not watching it. It's a hard group to like, I think. It, you know, PG goes off tonight. Good for him. Kawhi goes off tonight. Good for him. 
We rock with Kawhi. We more future Lakers. making making <laughs> future <laughs> Lakers. Kawhi Leonard, mind you, future uh, Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, Genie told him. Genie told him you can't quit on this team so quickly. You got to make it look like you're at least trying. So Davis Try. is a coward. J- hey, shout out to Jake Little. He was the one cooking him in our group chat, saying, "Dave, you watching the game?" And Davis goes, "Happily not watching." It's like, bro, this is like a must-win game for you, and you're not gonna watch it. I, I don't know, man. I, I think Cliverson's are really out on this team, which is wild because take they're like paying a, a lot of money. Take it like a G. Yeah. Do the Clippers have any hope of winning this year? Because this is what's going to happen now, sadly. Luke is a Euro. We know. He's not built like Trey. He, he may proceed to trick off a couple more. You're not him, even. Just his squad. I'm not even. Yeah. Luke might drop 50 pieces, and it won't, really won't matter if the Boonicorn can't keep up. The Poonicorn. Boo, poo. <laughs> By the shoot, way, whatever. I'm, I'm on board with either. Do the Clippers actually have a shot? And if so, because I want I want the Lakers to beat them. We've been we've been waiting for this showdown, and they honestly just haven't lived up to the bargain. Like the Lakers have been wherever they needed to be to, to for the fade, and the Clippers have ducked. We saw it during the regular season when they tricked off two games in the season. Could have got the fade. Coulda. Coulda should have would, but did not. Um. God, do they have a chance? They, I, I think they could. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Um. Here's the problem. Luca was like kind of like holding his back and shoulder. And I don't know if that's from trying to like carry the team these last like four games. Like it's been all on him. So I don't know if he, if he's like a little banged up now. If he is, this is going to really suck. And we're going to watch the Clippers come surging back. And all of a sudden they're going to have some level of confidence all of a sudden uh, going through the playoffs, which is I think a little scary. Because I think this team is so like scared of its own shadow. But all of a sudden if it think, they think they're dogs, they're – gonna keep it going so we'll see i do think they have a shot now though which is oh. frustrating if we could make a topic bar for that last question yeah was was mg bowling then uh is luca better than larry bird because we asked a question earlier in the season i'm just gonna troll the shit out of twitter i don't even you know but we have to ask is, is luca better than larry bird chat we'll ask you yeah chat. don't lie larry uh, bird's technically me. light-skinned luca has light-skinned privileges those are different the, the co-plates no. are a little bit closer. No way. No. Luke is 22. We ask these questions. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's 122. Like, we just have to ask these things. We don't know. I mean, I made a comparison last year between two players and, and got roasted. But one of those players is in the playoffs with a 2-1 lead on the Knicks. The other the one is not. The one I was told that, oh, you never want to see him in an elimination game. Excuse me. An elimination game. Mm. It's at home. Eliminated mm. by the Grizzlies, mind you. Bro, hard out here for a pin. Is Luca better? Close. Not Can yet. he be better? Close. Can he oh, be better? I think so. Man. I mean, he, what, like you go look at like the triple double numbers, and he's like flying up the boards on that. I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. The clip with I, it's just crazy. Like because his speed isn't insane, and he just is cooking guys. I mean, it's it's really something else. Larry Bird did that too, and talked shit the whole game, and would shoot offhanded and, and still drop thirty pieces on you. Not you know, not really tripping. And he was yeah. in blue chip. Did a great job. I always like when basketball players are, are reasonable enough actors. I bought Larry Bird playing Larry Bird in blue chips. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe that he was actually Larry Bird. Do you think? Do you think Luca could act? No, I maybe. He can oh, act buddy. like he can act like a Laker when he's a free agent. <laughs> hey, come to LA. LeBron's got a role for you. Come on, Space Jam Three, Luca. This one will be all about you. LeBron will be like the coach on the team. Come on, come on down. He'll be a great Laker. We we can we can keep it moving though. Do you want to hit? Do we should, do we want to talk about on the note of the the Celtics thing? We touched on Larry Bird. Should we talk about Boston winning? 
Exactly. This is what we call a segue. In this entertainment game, this is what we call. We did the Luca Larry Bird thing just to tee up Celtics. Okay. It's not just me. She's talking about that racist ass city finally getting a W in this series. I mean, yeah. I mean, shout out to Dragonfly Jones, who's just been waging a war against Boston fans (laughs) the past few days. (laughs) Who basically essentially took in the position, hey, we're racist, but we're trying to do better, or not that racist, or hey, we say the N-word a couple of times, but not that. Come on, you don't do it. You know, that's, that's not all. But what about the jazz? That's you know, whenever it gets to the what aboutism, like I posted a meme today and like they were in their feelings, like, you know, the easy way to not get that moniker or, or title over your head, just don't say mm-hmm. the N-word. Like obviously now Kyrie, whatever, you know, I want to say it, it was black fragility, but he was going in preemptive, the preemptive racism strike. Smart move. I respect it. Yeah. But you know, if, if they're calling their own players inward, like Bill Russell and Marcus Smart can tell you, then, you know, Kyrie, you dipped and you're going to get booed. I think they were respectful, which is good and sad at the same time. Because it's like we were looking at them waiting to see if they were just going to do what we expected them to do. They did oh, not. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of these things like, yeah, they may not do it at the Garden. But if Kyrie goes to like the Dunkin Donuts, they're Dunkin Donuts, there's some weirdo from Worcester yelling at him outside the parking lot. Like just because it doesn't happen in the stadium doesn't mean – there's some person in Boston doing it, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Didn't Mookie Betts when he got to the Dodgers say like, yeah, they say fucking horrible things. They're like, we heard stories all the time. So I don't know. We, we can keep it moving. T- I don't want to like gloss over that Tatum got that 50 piece tonight and had that just absolute, like, you know, dagger right in Katie's eye at the end. And I saw the tweet going around that Katie and Arden dropped 80 and they still lost. And you're kind of like, ah, Huh. One game, one game. You I mean, think- we can be optimistic. Yes, do I think the Bucks will beat them? I hope. Yeah. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> KD, KD, we got fucking KD. It's the same thing with the Warriors. Like, honestly, they might drop a game or, every once in a while. Every racist story said about Boston, like, n- nobody ever is like, oh, that story's <laughs> not true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's no way they did that. <laughs> so, like, you, I, I just want to say, you were right, though, because it is always like, but we're not Utah. It's like, yeah, but what the fuck is that bar? You know what I mean? Oh, that's a great fucking point. So, uh, holy but, shit. Yeah, Jason Tatum, 50-piece. I don't think the Celtics can do it. I hope. I hope and I pray that they will just for the slander. But we want to build that slander up. We prefer we prefer Lakers-Nets finals really just to go, you know, slander Chella, You know, yeah. Alex Slander Hamilton, if you will. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the game is the game. Well, I, I, the, I don't think either uh, of us care about the Celtics, so let's just be real. No, not at all. Not at all. But I do want to shout out, we, Joe, we posed the question, most disrespectful coach. You put it out there after we talked about it on the show. And we we have some unbelievable – I mean, there were a shitload of responses in general. But you want, you want me to read through some of these or you want to hit yeah, some of these? Yeah, exactly. You know when I get to light in my eyes and I get the recreational in my blood. Uh, hey, I got blood you. Screen. I got you. The vision you. gets oh, blurry, guys. Yeah. The vision gets blurry. Can we, can we go back to that last one? Just I'll, I'll try and hit it. Well, it wasn't to me, but he told my teammate if he put his brain in a bird's body, it would fly backwards. Incredibly that's harsh. That's me. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, that is tough. Sat an entire game in ninth grade, and in the locker room, coach came up to me and said, things almost got out of hand there. Thought about putting you in. Jesus Christ, to a ninth grader. Oh, my Lord. Get I think that man. The- the general gist is of this yeah. whole thing is that coaches are assholes. I mean, coaches. back in our day. Nowadays, there's a lot of sensitivity, a lot of softness. You see that yeah. you know, across the board. Yeah. I got teed up late in a close game against a big rival. After the game, coach said to the team, don't worry, guys. You played great. This loss is on Ryan, which is this user's name. 
Uh, so keep your head up and we'll get him next time. The coach was my dad. It was a pretty quiet ride home. Now, this is fucked up. But also, like, the dad knows he could probably wear this. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. My mom's the therapist. So I feel like all of, I, feel, I feel like we should just have all of these people queued up to, like, have a session with my mom of, like, hey, sit down on, you know, and, and share some of the damage that these did. But look, my dad was my coach for, for a good portion of my life. Mm. And I'm gonna be real. Like he, he would try and embarrass me in front of the team, but he would also let me do whatever I wanted. I could pull from wherever. So you take the hey, good with the bad. Wow. Once I mean, I told a basketball story, but one time Pee Wee football coach, I'll just say Coach T, because I don't want to flame him too bad. Coach <laughs> T, I sacked the kid. This is Pee Wee football, Joe. I sacked the kid, and I stood up and kind of like did like a little bit of a Ray Lewis thing after I sacked him. And the coach calls me to the sideline and he fucking grabbed my face mask and started screaming at me and pulled me out. And my dad was like the OC or the DC on the team. And go, my dad just goes like, he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. Just don't dance as much. And just sent me right back in. <laughs> Bob, Bob, man of the people. Bob, yeah. I, I was hoping you would say that, you know. Yeah. Because that's yeah. Like, like, tell tell the other parent, just chill out, bro. We got He it. did. We got the it. Guy, the guy was. Maybe yeah. on my defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let me hit this last one really quick. I was a sophomore. My baseball coach told a far more gifted player that played in front of me who would play tight end at Penn State, why can't you play hard like David? He's not even starting, and he plays hard with no payoff. Oh, that's so tough, dude, when they use you as the example like that. Softball coach told my teammate that she'd go for the ball faster if there was a cheeseburger tied to it. Bro, I just don't understand where, what these coaches think. Like, it's like you read too many Vince Lombardi books, and all of a sudden you're just like grasping at shit and just throw some real unnecessary out of pocket shit in there. But yeah. no, it's 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 you know when guys get older, they were trash. They're they're living out their dreams with these kids, and you get to see the pain in their heart because they want the kids to be successful. But it's like, bro, you're coaching me, and you have a regular job, so you're not even a mm. good coach. Like right? You have a normal job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You worked a nine to five before you came here and shit on me. Like, leave that shit at the office, too. Uh, Joe, well, on the, we're on the top of crossing the line. All right. When coaches cross the line. That softball player was Barry Davis. Day. <laughs> that's not. That's, Barry's a friend of the program. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the subject of where's, uh, of crossing the line, we had. Bro, fans haven't been at games for a long time, and they seem to have fucking forgotten how to handle themselves. So most of the season, NBA games have been with few to no fans, and now that people are back, we got uh, people thinking that they're invincible out here. So my question is, do we need to draw the line with fans, or how do we rein fans back in for doing this shit? Um, I mean, obviously, the easy way is the banishment and all that stuff. I would say give them a choice, banish or run the fade. You know, let let the... Let... Like, because who's going to fight? You're dumping popcorn on Westbrook. You're wasting perfectly good popcorn. That's eight, nine dollar popcorn, Zach. For mm. popcorn connoisseurs, like, think about all the kids in Africa who don't get popcorn. That buttery flavor, that nice saltiness. Oh, I miss Staples Center. But um, and you're going to waste that on Russell Westbrook, who's who's walking off the court because he's hurt. Now, Philly fans have a bad reputation. Zach, get oh, your cut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just. This is the thing, like, fancy to realize, like, I thought they learned their malice in the palace, like, when we saw the dude who looks like Turtle just get absolutely obliterated. <laughs> Jermaine never tried to give him the follow-through, and if he would have full connected, like, honestly, he probably would have shattered that dude's jaw. But I could mm. see 
Because as a hooper, you live for that moment. Like when fans rush on the court and try and talk crazy to you, like just to steal on them. I've, I've you know, people I've known, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dry stitch anybody. People I've known back in the day, fans rush to court, like you're getting banged. Like that's just what the game <laughs> would Boom. Because you just don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know what you're trying to do to me. And I'm, yeah. I'm standing my ground. I'm in fear of my life. I'm a black man in America. I don't know what's going on. I got 5,000 white people rushing at me. I've seen Django. Bro, if I'm Triller, Right, we, we're watching YouTube hacks fight each other. Why not approach Russ and be like, Russ, we will give you $30 million. They're giving Bryce Hall, who's half as famous, not even half. Bryce Hall is one one thousandth as famous as Russ. Give Russ 30 mil and let him just destroy this man in a boxing ring. I'll pay a lot of money to do that. Honestly, they should just start doing like Kareem versus Bill Russell, but like fist fights. 30 mil, 30 mil. <laughs> 30 Bro, mil. I, I, I would pay a lot of money to be in the live stream of that. Fuck it. Oh my God. And I have Snoop calling it because Snoop is <laughs> an absolute gift to the people when he's on the mic. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just don't under. It's very clear, like, fans have forgotten how to act at these things or that, like, I forgot who I was talking to, but they were telling me that, like, they, they're because the things are reopening, they finally took their kids to like a playground and the like pent up aggression of all the children is crazy. Like, they're just running into each other. And maybe it's that they've like forgotten that's how kids are. But it, it, this person was like, Yeah, my kid like got destroyed on the playground. It's just these kids are so aggressive. It was like, fans have like probably a lot of, or sick fans have a lot of like pent up anger and aggression and just all dumping out. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it though, other than lifetime ban or hey, you're fighting on the Triller card. We're gonna give you, you know, you're still getting a lifetime ban if you beat Russ. You can go back to the game, but um, you know, here's a thousand dollars and Russ gets thirty mil and gets to whoop your ass in front of everybody. They should make all the. No, I'm good. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have it fully fleshed. I was workshopping it. No, you're good. I could see it. was something along the lines of like, get the jazz, all all the like the different fans and just make them have an N-word off. And they just have to just get it out your system. Get everyone you're ever going to say in your life. Just get your thousand N-words off right now. And then hopefully you don't want to use it anymore. You're rejuvenating your cleanse. But Zach, I got to ask you, you're a a sports fan, a legend. Yeah. What fan base are the worst? What fan base is the worst? This is tough. I would say professionally, I would say professionally Utah. Oh, okay. Probably. Because we just, you heard the stories from everyone from Jordan up until now, like fucked up stories from everyone that goes there. I will, I will say I do not care for uh, specifically in all interactions that I've had is the Colorado student section. Okay. Uh, they threw shit at me the entire game and like just said real awful stuff to me when I was on the bench. But it is what it is. Uh, the particularly U of A fans, they okay. they spit on Ty Abbott's mom when we were well, at a game there once. They T Lo. I hope it wasn't a T Lo. Tucson people, respect for Tucson people. T Lo's are the shit. But I hope it bro, wasn't. I don't know what the deal was, but I I always struggled when we went to to uh, play U of A. Um, and I, yeah, so. That actually may have happened in Phoenix, but it was just a Phoenix U of A fan. So hey, this is what about you? I think, you know, me, everything is kind of centralized in the Bay Area. For the college ranks, we'll go Stanford. Stanford and Cal, really, because it's like you have nerds talking shit. It's just like you guys are nerds. And true, yes, I may work for you one day, but you, not today, nerd. But like, 
Stanford fans, super disrespectful. I won't again, won't name the player, but we were playing a game there and they literally started chanting that the player's girlfriend was a hoe. And it was honestly, it was like we busted their ass after that. But it was just like, guys, have some have some form. And like that's the chant going on before the game. And it's just like, first of all, it's not clever. No. Second, she's a good woman. Uh, and third, like, we will fuck you up, nerds. Like the game will end at some point. But I remember we, we busted their ass a few times. We'd always beat them at their spot and just like talk mad shit to them and be running off the court. And I love it. Cal, same thing. Cal, we used to sit, you know, and I was a bench warmer. I obviously spent a lot of time. But we sat next to their band. And imagine yeah. just like nerdy ass band members, like just talking shit the whole game. They were just, you know, like, with, you know, but in like a nerd, like, but they think they're winning. It's kind of like Twitter in, in a nutshell. And yeah. then also for the pro ranks war. I mean, Warriors fans take the cake now. I think the thing about Warriors fans, they're so traumatized and brutalized. Like, they, they think they came up with this thing rent-free, but literally me and, and several other people live rent-free in their heads. Zach, you know, you came through with the gentrify with that, the G jersey. It's and you live rent-free in their heads because, honestly, they take it beyond basketball, and it's not like, ooh, personal tax and this. But it's like, imagine being called fat by somebody who's fat. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm proud of being fat, but you weigh more than me. How How – and that's the thing you're going with. Or, you know, like, I'm not better looking than them. It's just a weird thing. Like, you can't call me broke, and that's the most important thing. But I will give it to Warriors fans. They did bully me into losing weight. As you know, in a previous employer, a previous show, we were getting those hands mm. pretty often. Get on the treadmill, fat boy, all that good shit. Oh I did. God. Now, my question for you guys is, can you become successful? <laughs> I can lose no. weight a lot faster than you can be successful. Bro, so, they're, they're, reading all, they're reading your tweets. They're watching your content. They ain't doing like shit. We're talking playoff now. We're not talking about, like, playing game anymore. We've moved past that. But, Zach, really quickly – yeah, been to a lot of sporting events, a lot of games in your life. What's the worst fan that you've seen actually at a live event? I don't. This is a very specific LA reference. Okay, there used to be a person that a specific real estate company. I don't want to give them any more promo than they ever got. If you know what I'm talking about, it's a rental apartment company. There's a man that would, yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and. Shout out to that dude, because like what a what a what a life. Like he got sent to every sporting event. He clearly loved it. He had a lot of energy and and uh there's actually a pretty fascinating story with it. Once you read the story, it's pretty interesting. Um, but uh that used to drive me crazy because you'd be at the stadium and you'd be like, Oh god, thank god he's not in my section, and then he would show up and you'd be like, It's just like he's dancing right in front of you the entire game, and people were like, Sit down, it's just super distracting. So that dude smelled terrible. The LA people know exactly the dance was iconic. Yeah. The dance in the website was iconic too, Zach. Back in yeah. those days, obviously it got it got smashed out the paint by yeah. others. But but for me, um, I'm trying to. Oh gosh, I had a. Oh okay, yeah. For, I went to a uh, a Raiders Niners game at Candlestick. I don't even know if it was a preseason. I don't know how I ended up at this game. I went with my buddy Jake Gray, the legend. But we're in the 300 level. And before we go in, we just kind of get the warning, like, yo, these things can get pretty pretty thick. Like, it, it turns up. Like, 300 level at Candlestick for a Niners-Raiders game. It was, like, eight fights around me. There was a kid sitting next to me who was making his own homemade cigarettes, which I just thought was the most fascinating thing. He was rolling his cigarettes during the game, hitting them. Like, nothing, nobody was stopping it. And if you know San Francisco, you know it's all about the hustle. So San Francisco, literally, if that stadium seats – 80,000 people, like everybody has cousins and people they know that work tickets that'll literally slide them through. There's like 110,000 people at the game, just like 20,000 people mashing around the concourse with no t- actual seat using like an old game ticket, but their homies like, and I don't want to obviously dry snitch, but I'm just like, that was, that was actually, they, they moved stadium. So that was yeah. the move back in the day. Like, yo, I've, I've been to a game before with no ticket. And I'm just like, yeah, roll through to this gate and such and such a get you through. <laughs> but that would probably be the worst. Bro, that is, 
you got to really have your head on a swivel. In, in yeah. that. Oh, I, I mean, like, you just kind of know, like, don't cross the line and you'll be fine. Oh, I'll, really quickly, I'll tell this one also. We played, AC played Texas A&M, and my, I had a friend that was out of pocket, just talking a lot of shit. And we were trying to get him to shut the fuck up. And we, like, befriended the A&M fans around us from apologizing profusely from how this person was acting. And someone on the upper deck threw an entire cup of dip spit down on him, and it missed and hit me. And I was covered in dip spit the entire fucking game. and uh, Or it, like, hit him and exploded on me. And it was... You should have led with that, Zach. I know, I know. Damn, somebody else's <laughs> mouth bristle, especially in the Rona age. Oh, dude, it fucked up my whole. All I wanted was to leave and go shower, and it was in like leaving that stadium takes an hour and a half, so it was it was a it was hot. It was a bad. It was a really, really, really bad day. But we keep, should, should, can I keep it moving, Joe? Yes, you can, Zach. Zach, you, wait before we keep going. You claimed you had Caucasian elite elite Wi-Fi. I don't know if you're jittering or I'm jittering. I'm gonna check the private chat, but. Keep it moving. We got a segment right. to do. Did I jitter? Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <clears throat> all right, this is Deep Dishin'. Time for our sponsor segment, Deep Dishin'. Uh, this year, we are getting a fantastic new NBA heel with Trey Young dodging the spit and ripping out the hearts of Knicks fans. So let's go deep and let's dish. Who is your biggest NBA villain of all time? Who is your biggest NBA villain of all time, Joe? Um, biggest NBA villain, uh, probably Kelly Olenek for uh, ruining LeBron. LeBron would have had five rings right now if not for this man. And, uh, you know, it, he ripped out Kevin Love. Kevin Love embraced by the light-skinned community. Kevin Love, a lot of people don't know. Kevin Love oh. used to kick it with DeAnthony Langston. DeAnthony Langston, one of the mayors of Los Angeles, and my brother Chris Johnson. Used to get fades. Used to, honestly, he really embraced black culture. I actually shared a I shared a uh, a Rolls Royce with him one time going to a house near the Playboy Mansion, not the Playboy Mansion, but one of the greater experiences of my life, Zach. When I was back in my turn up desk, still but, a great uh, neighborhood, Joe. <laughs> like yeah. it's still mansions that you're probably going to in that. Yeah, no, no, I, the guy, we we would party in this guy's bedroom, and his bedroom was literally the size of a house, and he would just like sit in the bed with like weird shit on the TV, as like 50, 100 people be mashing, and it was just like a weird. It was it was like honestly quintessential Hollywood shit, yeah. but great time. Lottery picks. There was you know it was turned up. Okay, I was living the dream, Zach, vicariously through through my younger Bruins. But <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk ripped 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 the shoulder out. Very malicious, you know. Ruined. Without that, there is no no Steph dynasty. Katie probably comes to the team that LeBron's on after he rolls off a bunch straight, and the rest is history. How about yourself? Who's your biggest NBA villain? This one's gonna surprise some people. It's it's Jose Juan Barea. All right, now let me explain. Okay. JJ absolutely cooked the Lakers in their series. All I wanted, Joe, was to see Kobe play LeBron in an NBA Finals, and we had already missed it because LeBron and the Cavs got pieced up both by the Celtics and then by the Magic previously. So this is like tail end of the Kobe-Laker dynasty, and you've got the Heatles, and I'm like, how fun is this going to be, even though I didn't think it would go well for the Lakers? And the... The Lakers clearly were like looking down the road. They get destroyed by this Mavs team. I was so mad. I remember being like the only moment, like I remember the the forearm shiver Bynum gave him. And then like he was cooking again in that final. So, bro, I, that dude pissed me off for a long, long time. And I was like, I kind of was like, oh, he'll go away. And he stayed in the league for another like decade. So that was my big villain. A, a dude in his art. Shout out. But let's go, Magic. That was a good comment. But you know, you had one previous that, you know, 
we might rock with some of us, but we're a basketball show. So we're going to do a little bit of tripping or dripping, Zach. Mm. We're going to look at, you know, we are a basketball show, but we're going to switch it up. We're going to yep. look at some baseball swag. Don't know if you know, but the uh, White Sox came out with the South Side jerseys that were quite buttery. I'm not even a baseball guy, Zach. I stopped after T-ball. I was, I was whack. I tried to do the whatever. I'm just, I couldn't make contact with the ball. But this is straight drip game. Or what do you think? Are you rolling with these? Oh, these are fantastic. I mean, this is why the MLB was smart to finally let Nike really start cooking on these jerseys. Like, you know, I know that I think that Nike contract kicked in a while ago, but yeah, I mean, this is fucking awesome. Like Nike is clearly going to make way better jerseys. I mean, it, baseball has always had good unis and stuff, but like changing it up, doing stuff like this is fantastic. So I love it. I remember now where I couldn't play baseball. I can never find a cup that fits, Zach. It's, it's an unfortunate <laughs> problem that a lot of people in the black community have. Can never get it going. But no matter if you like baseball or not, you rock with baseball hats. So I got to ask you – actually, no, before we do that, we got yeah. the Carolina Disco Turkeys. I don't know what that is. Mm. That's the name of the team, though, confirmed by our producers. Disco Turkeys. Now, now I know what Disco Biscuits are. You know what Disco Biscuits are? What are they, Zach? The Coachella thing, you know. Oh, you know, wait. You, you have a disco biscuit and you go wandering into the, the do lab. Okay. Well, then uh, I, I do know what it is. Not uh, to say I have my cake anymore, but those no, three days, no, no, three, no. Three, those three days, you can do whatever you want. Disco turkey, I don't understand what this is. Uh, good for them, though. I mean, these are definitely going to sell like you know someone, you can like see someone rocking this, even though they look kind of like, like a really janky, like screen printed job on those i mean it's a those, professional those two team, guys but... those two guys look like they just beat a man to death in those woods behind them <laughs> cleaned the bat off and came back and took this photo us no we weren't doing anything what no those are some jive turkeys yeah, and it's yeah. cool to be a jive turkey so close to thanksgiving okay that's the one thing you gotta know but zach you're yeah. a baseball hat connoisseur we're both wearing hats right now i got mine from the legends i just want to show it it's mm. a Dodgers and a Lakers logo. Mm. Can't that beat a Lakers. Shout out. The, the Koufax at formerly okay. the, the makers of the best breakfast brew in L.A. It's it's now washed, but that's all right. It looks yeah, like a trip to me, Zach, but which team has the, the best baseball hat? I got to go to the Dodgers. Like, the, you can wear a Dodgers hat. Not only can you just wear it with, like, everything, but the, like, the, da, the dad-at version, the kind of flat broom version. I mean – all of them look good. So that's that's my vote. Who is yours? Uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, funny enough, Mina Kimes, uh, I think, went to a Dodger game. And she was wearing an old school hat. And I told her, you know, there's a, there's a thing. Shout out to Xavier TV. He's got a press ratio video series where he talks about hats you can wear in L.A. in various parts. Like me and uh, Jerry were talking before the show. You can't wear a Houston Astros hat. Where I'm from, you can't wear that anywhere because that's Hoover. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Like, that's just an automatic fight no matter where you go especially the Fox Hills Mall or other places like that, Baldwin Hills Mall, Crenshaw Mall, all, all that goodness. But Seattle Mariners had, and if you live in L.A., you know why. I wouldn't wear it, but I always wanted to. And I've always had a, a profound expect, respect and, and admiration for men like Nipsey yeah. Hussles and others who've been able to wear that crown. It's like a crown in L.A. Mm-hmm. But the Dodgers had too. Yankees had Yankees hats are decent, but I feel like New York people overhype everything, so I just try to keep it L.A. I don't think – I think that the Yankee hat had a nice run. I just don't think it looks as good anymore. Like, I just don't think it looks as cool. I don't know. I feel, I feel like some of that, that New York style is kind of trash now. 
Mets hat is underrated. I respect that. It but, sucks uh, growing up in LA because you can't wear like 40% of like, like you can go to like lids and look at all the cool hats and try them on, but it's like, I can't buy this. No. LA, LA Dodgers hat, you're pretty safe, you know, wherever you wear it, but there's certain hats that's like, you might not even know. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get pressed. And that's, that's how. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> There was a crazy play in the Cubs Pirate game yesterday where instead of stepping on the on first base to end the inning, the Pirates first baseman chased the runner down to let a score uh to let a run score. Joe, my question to you is, what was the worst play you've ever seen? Zach, the worst play and I'm I'm, I'm this is therapeutic for me. I'm going to share. The worst play, I was playing a team. I don't want to say who cuz I know some of you internet sleuths will really go to town and figure it out. Playing a team that's known for giving bags to players. I'll say that. <laughs> pump, pump fake a guy, pump fake future NBA legend Chuck Hayes. He, he he falls for it. He jumps. I go to the cup. I see this dude. Oh, I already gave it away because I said who I pump fake. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, damn, I'm you know dry snitching on myself. But uh, I see this like seven foot five dude who's like seven foot three dude standing in the hoop. I'm just like I look. He had like the biggest head I've ever seen, and it like distracted me for just a split second. I end up like just blowing the layup. One of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Like, the rest of my career, it was done after that. It was a wrap. But that was literally the worst play I've, I've seen. And I was a participant in it. The coach that was coaching the team at the time rewound it like 10 times in film sessions. Like, bro, we get it. I didn't. Oh, dude. Me back into the left. Me back to the left. But uh, what's the worst play you've ever seen? I mean, I've had a handful of embarrassing, you know, in like, in like a youth league shot at the wrong hoop. Like little, like he's a little kid, and you know that even though you're like in like third, second grade, that like really burns into your brain of how embarrassing that was. Yeah, I had that happen. Uh, I have I had a game where I missed eleven free throws in the game. That was really <laughs> difficult. Like over eleven, for, I, and it was like I was so rattled by the time I got there. How, how old like, were you? How, how old bro, were you? I was in fucking that? high school, Joe. But I that's the thing. School. I was to my point. You're gonna remember, like, if you remember the actual stats. Like, I remember stat lines from games. Only like I remember good games with like bad games. Like, I missed like five free throws against like our arch rival. I was zero for five, and any one of those would have been enough to win the game for us. But yeah. you never forget those moments. The, uh, Jake just shout out the Gonzaga Adam Morrison like that whole stretch. You know, Batista gets stripped. That was it, like watching Gonzaga meltdown on that. That's that was interesting. I gotta go the, professionally or like that wasn't me. The JR play still to this day, I, my former, former, former employer, uh, there was a quote uh, where, you know, they did that series about the finals where Clay walked into the locker room apparently after that. And he goes, thanks, JR. Yeah. And the NBA was like, we're not releasing that footage. Yeah. But that's there's a little insider information for you there. Don everybody everybody's talking about the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Yeah, it was. That was bad. That was that bad. was real bad. Tough that look was, on that. That was bad. Ooh, but uh, can we talk about the Adam Morrison play? Yeah, please. Just briefly. So yeah. that was a year after I graduated. That's when I knew God hated me officially because I would have got to the Final Four. And for those of you who don't know, the, the best part of the Final Four is that normally when you travel on a road trip, Zach, you can contest to this. You get one f- pay-per-view movie per night. Mm-hmm. When you go to the tournament, you get two pay-per-view movies per night. Now, they don't distinguish what a movie is. Obviously, back in those days, you know, the Internet wasn't quite what it was today. We were getting those porno. 1999. <laughs> The funny thing is we thought we were sneaky, but then, like, the compliance people would see the bill and they know, like, yeah, like, regular movies are, like, $12.99. Yours were, like, $24.99. So what? <laughs> we're not getting any more specifics beyond that. But oh, Lord. after that game, I was watching that game at Cabo Cantina in West L.A., you know, home of the sticky floor. Oh, down yeah. 18. 
everybody, a bunch of legends, Brandon Brooks, UCLA water polo basketball legend, just a ton of people. Everybody thought the game was over. I was like, nah, they're going to win this shit. They came back and win. The whole bar just went crazy. One of the best nights of my life. We were all got just shit-faced, obliterated. But that was a great night. Just see Morrison crying. He was talking so much shit, too. Such, oh, a, such a rewarding time. He looked he, – he just looked like his world imploded around him. I mean, he like he could not believe that they had lost. Hearing the Batista, like all that shit, it still is burned into my brain. That UCLA team was awesome and – uh god the, yeah i'm the sorry funniest part of that shit yeah. is that ryan holland like if you watch like before that last play like ryan holland's like he would always be like over energetic with shit so because i was about to end on the boss so he's like jumping high getting it in but somebody like came to sub in for him so they're literally like grabbing him trying to like tell him to get out the game <laughs> but if you just think of holland's face because holland knocked down two free throws and i you know that and the said bozeman turning ravio so that luke could get the steal those two moments for me and those were dudes that i played with and i loved you know said be the legend but just that moment, like looking at Hollins being over eager after he hit the free throw, trying to be sweet with like the inbound thing. And somebody's like, get your ass out the game, dog. You're not in. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yo, I have to look for that. That's because my eyes always like wandered elsewhere. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small moment. Like people, a lot of people wouldn't notice it. But just like yeah. he, cause he's like, oh, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to overdo this jump thing on the inbounds pass. And I think Kyle's or somebody's like, yo, get, get your ass out of here, dog. But uh, <laughs> that, uh, should we wrap this thing up, Zach? Wrap it up yeah, like a rope. Yeah. It is time for our commenter of the day uh, who will be deep dishing with me with these two deep dish pizzas from Lou Malnati's in Taste of Chicago. The winner today is Who Gonna Stop Me? Easily, Carl Malone. We've universally accepted he is the NPA R. Kelly. <laughs> that was like me doing like the thing like as I read it, just like, oh, shit. Um, good for you. Uh, great comment. I honestly like trying to figure out when this – when this oh the NBA villain part I'm like trying to figure out where this came in. Uh, he's right. I really I've like thought about making videos about this, but I'm like I don't know if I have the ability to handle it tactfully. Um, but yeah, definitely Google that shit because it's fucking crazy if you do not know that story. Uh, but who goes to me? Congratulations. Open up the DMs. We will be sending you two deep dish. Lou Malnati's pizzas. Um, so make sure uh, to tap in for that. We're going to be back on Sunday following the Suns and Lakers game. So tap in for that as well. And if you've missed Out of Pocket, we are officially a podcast now. So go listen wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars only because you know at some point Warriors fans are going to come for us and try and push that shit to one star. So please, God, ride with us now. So we got a nice, nice cushion just in case. Appreciate you guys staying on with us late on this Friday night. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Be safe. Also, uh, last thing, follow Buckets on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, They have just such a good goddamn account, and there are so many talented dudes working on that. So please give them the follow and the love. Uh, Joe, you got anything before we get out of here? Where are my lobster tails? (laughs) I just remembered, Zach, again. Joe, I want I want a review. I want you to give a review of the the fillet. Like I'm dying. I would love to. I'm with my lobster tail accompanying it. I got to put the shit back in the freezer. Now I'm I'm gonna make it. I'm not All gonna right. be prepared for Zach, but yeah, we'll be back Sunday. Hopefully the Lakers be up three one. Sorry that the Clippers couldn't you know give us what we wanted tonight, but the game is the game. Well, I think I think they'll give us more. I think we'll be back here with a nice slander session at some point. So I can count on them for that. But anyway. Have a good night, everybody. Appreciate y'all tapping in and uh, enjoy your weekends.